Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. HR 933 got us six more months of government funding, after which we'll be back at the cliff again. But until then, HR 933 is the law of the land, including Section 735 obscure little paragraph or so, that gets the Monsanto chemical and agricultural products giant six months of freedom from some litigation. That's right. The rider in the spending bill, sponsored anonymously by some U.S. senator and slid into the bill as an amendment, gives Monsanto and other biotech firms a kind of immunity from the federal courts for any of their genetically modified products, principally seeds. The section does not change the fact that Monsanto products must still be approved by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which can theoretically declare them unsafe at any time and pull them from the market as well. But declaring all GMO products off limits to the federal courts seems like a powerful piece of freedom from liability for a multi-billion dollar giant. Joining us is Senator and Farmer John Tester, Democrat from Montana. Senator, welcome. How are you today, John? Great. Uh, Tom Philpot is a food and agriculture correspondent for Mother Jones and co-founder of Maverick Farms. He's also with us. Tom, welcome. Hey, John. Let's just say right at the top here, um, we reached out to Monsanto Company for comment. They declined to give us an interview. There's a statement from Monsanto, and you can read it at thetakeaway.org. But, Senator, I'm just wondering, is there any criticism at all for Monsanto here? If uh, senators make this so easy for a company to get something so favorable, just slid into a spending bill, I mean, why shouldn't everybody do it, right? Well, it's, it's, it's very, very poor government. I think as you talked at the top of your show, John, I mean, separation of power, checks and balances, all that stuff is thrown out the window. Needless to say, it was airdropped in anonymously because nobody's uh, willing to take credit for it. I was told it was put in because the House of Representatives needed this to be able to, to get it through the House uh, when it went to conference. But the bottom line is, is uh, yeah, I think they, they took advantage uh, of an opportunity um, the, the problem is is that I, if, if we could have got one of my amendments up, uh, we could at least got a vote on stripping it out. Uh, there, there's so many bad things with this biotech rider. Um, uh, it's just uh, not not only was it airdropped in, it's going to it's going to create uh, some problems with separation of power, but it's also going to create even more consolidation in agriculture, which I don't think is good. Uh, needless to even talk about the the potential health risks if they're not if they're not analyzed, if they're not assessed, it's it's bad for consumers too. So it's bad all the way around. Senator John Tester talking about some of the legal precedents that are disturbing about this rider, as well as some of the industrial trends that might be set in motion from what happened here. Tom Philpot, uh, what, what is the danger here? Is, is there a danger here or is this a principle matter mostly? Well, I think it's a there's an actual danger here um, that the context of the bill of this of this rider is that um, when. USDA first started to approve GMO crops was in the mid 90s. From the mid 90s into the mid into the mid 2000s, the USDA never did environmental impact statements on new GMO crops. And uh, what happened was that um, one of those crops, which is Roundup Roundup Ready alfalfa, came out in the mid 2000s. So this is alfalfa that's engineered to withstand Monsanto's own herbicide Roundup. So farmers could plant their, their, their crop, um, douse it with Roundup, and not kill the crop, but kill all the weeds that were, that were you know, in the field. 
And uh, a series of Roundup Ready crops had, had been approved, uh, corn, soy, um, cotton. So alfalfa came up. And uh, a few environmental groups sued the USDA on the grounds that under the National Environmental Protection Act, they ha- the USDA was required to do environmental impact statements on new GMO crops. And this is a this is a crop that um, had actual environmental impacts. It was, um, you know, in corn and soy fields that had been shown to increase herbicide use. Um, resistant weeds were, were, were developing, uh, which was causing more more use of herbicides. And the USDA had had approved this alfalfa without doing an, an what we call an EIS, an environmental impact statement. Right, right. And, and, and we, a, fe- a federal judge ruled in favor of the environmental groups and blocked the passage of Roundup Ready alfalfa. And then the similar thing happened with Roundup Ready sugar beets. Um, and so a federal judge uh, halted, in both those cases, halted the introduction of the crop um, pending a uh, USDA environmental impact statement. And it's precisely that sort of challenge that would be kind of uh, you know, worked around with this uh, amendment that uh, exactly. is in play for six months. Now, Senator Tester, um, when you have Roundup Ready crops um, that encourage you to use another Monsanto product, Roundup, which is an herbicide. Uh, I mean, it seems to me Republicans and Democrats have consistently viewed this as a kind of uh, sign of American innovation in agriculture, that this is a sort of a high-tech revolution that we should embrace. There hasn't been the kind of environmental oversight, it seems to me, in this sector of agriculture. Senator? I think that's, that, that, is, that is the whole point. I mean, I think we all want to embrace uh, uh, technology and moving forward, but it has to be done right, and you have to go out and, and do the proper studies if you're going to introduce this into the ecosystem, if you're going to introduce this into Mother Nature. Uh, because if you don't, once it's put out there, you can't take it back. Once the toothpaste is out of the tube, per se, you can't put it back in. So once these crops are introduced, if they are, if, if there's a problem and they're not pulled back immediately, and, and I think Tom explained it very, very well, then they're in the ecosystem forever, and that problem will exist forever. All right, Tom, and so I think it's important that we do our due diligence, and what this amendment does is it says, you know, if there's a court decision, USDA, you're supposed to ignore it, and that's, that's just fundamentally wrong. All right, Tom, let me push back on you just a little bit here since we don't have a representative from Monsanto. There are resistant plants that are, you know, evolving with the herbicide chemicals that are used in agriculture all the time. How would Roundup Ready resistance be any different with what's already going on in the environment? Well, uh, the thing about it is that that is true, that resistant weeds have been with us since we started using herbicides, you know, half a century ago. But what you're talking about now is literally hundreds of millions of acres continuous um, planted in crops that are resistant to the same herbicide. You're talking about you know, 90 million acres of corn, um, 60 or 70 million acres of soybeans, cotton, now alfalfa and sugar beets, year after year after year getting doused with the same herbicide. And you're, you're getting resistance like has never been seen before. Um, there was a study that came out this past year that, uh, that showed that nearly half of all farms that grow these crops now have resistant weeds. And the problem's growing, it's growing exponentially. It's growing, it's the, the growth rate is getting faster each year. And Tom, it's and because so, of the use of the pesticide that produces the resistance, or is it the resistance from the crop that's bouncing over to the weeds? 
It is the use of the pesticide is the is the main thing. It is the you know it's simple evolution when you create a sort of uniform condition throughout this massive expanse of land. You're going to you know the 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 the, the weeds are going to evolve and pass the, the the resistant genes on to the next generation. Gotcha, and and so that's part of the consolidation issue that Senator Tester spoke about a, a, a moment ago. What other sure. products is this likely to have an impact on from Monsanto's perspective? They develop you know seeds that uh, you know can only be used with other Monsanto seeds that 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 basically don't propagate uh, and and again lock farmers into other Monsanto products. Do you see that as an issue here? Well, what I see as the main issue, and what I think this push is really about, is that precisely the failure of Roundup Ready, precisely the fact that we're getting this, you know, massive uh, surge of uh, resistant weeds, the the companies, um, uh, Monsanto, Dow, uh, DuPont, they're all coming up with second-generation herbicide-resistant crops. And what that means is, you know, keeping in the the Roundup resistant gene, but adding a gene that makes the crop resistant to other more toxic herbicides. Um, one of them is 2,4-D, which was the less toxic half of Agent Orange, but still pretty toxic. Another one is Dicamba, which is a, a Monsanto herbicide, which is um, pretty toxic. And so the, the, they've got these new products in the USDA pipeline that they say are the answer to this problem. But uh, research is showing that it actually is going to intensify the problem, that you're going to get weeds that are resistant to not one but two herbicides and get, get more herbicide use. And here's the thing. The USDA is expected to uh, make a decision and probably approve these crops any time now. They, they've been in the, in the process for a few years. And as soon as that if, – if they're approved, as soon as they're approved, the lawsuits will be immediate – um, that's, I mean, no one, you know, that's acknowledged that the environmental groups are uh, chomping at the bit to sue. And, and, and so, so what this would do would it would block that action. Right, exactly. So so, so an, an exclusion from the federal courts, immunity from the federal courts would be very, very valuable if these pi- these uh, products are coming through the pipeline. Tom Philpott is a food and agriculture correspondent for Mother Jones and co-founder of Maverick Farms. Senator Tester, what concerns you about this product line and other products? Uh, I alluded to the Terminator seeds that uh, Monsanto develops for some of its uh, lines of uh, corn that uh, keep farmers from using year after year seeds from Monsanto. Well, I mean, another big problem is the fact that, you know, seed has always been in the hands of farmers, and farmers have have kept their own seed, and they've been able to, to grow the crops that they've wanted without worry of, of, of cross-pollination from fields that were were patented. This patented thing is a new thing, too, and that's a part of this also, by the way. All these biotech crops we're talking about are patented seeds. If they get cross-pollinated, uh, then, then, then the liability is not with the company, it's with the neighbor farmer. That's a problem. And the second thing that's even bigger than that is when you have multinational companies like Monsanto that own these seeds, it puts the seeds in the hand of a very, very few multinational corporations, and the farmer no longer has control of that seed. So this is bad all the way around. You know, farmers 
they have the land and they provide the labor. The market is consolidation consolidated. There's very little competition. The inputs that we buy very consolidated, very costly, and now the seed is going to be in the hands of a few corporations, which is not healthy for production agriculture in this country. All right, Senator, less than a minute. It seems to me the takeaway here is, and Monsanto's doing nothing illegal here, either developing these products or inserting this amendment. All you got to do is buy one senator, and you can have the courts exactly the way you want. That's the takeaway today. Well, Congress screwed up. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and hopefully we can rectify the situation going forward. Like I said, this isn't how our government is supposed to work, and uh, and hopefully we can get this fixed uh, moving forward, but All it's right. going to be very difficult. Monsanto's statement is on our website, takeaway.org. We were just speaking to Senator John Tester, Democrat from Montana, and also Tom Philpot, food and agriculture correspondent from Mother Jones and co-founder of Maverick Farms. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you.